James for three. Bang! At the buzzer! Welcome to the first ever podcast of Buckets and Beards. Uh, my name's Foss and I've got my co-host over here, George. Good to be here, Foss. Um, and we're here in the uh, Jordan Collection Room um, doing our first ever podcast. Um, and it's safe to say that uh, 70% of our friendship is just talking about basketball. At least 70%. No, no argument here. Yeah. Um, so we thought for our first ever podcast, we might delve into a bit of the uh, ESPN's top 30 rankings that they came out with just before the start of the NBA season. Um, I'm going to lead us off uh, and I'm going to talk about all of the East teams. Um, and we're probably going to just fly through the first 10 uh, down the bottom because there's not really much there to discuss. Um, so first of all, we have the Wizards um, and it's... The generation without Bradley Beal. They have just gone full rebuild. Um, I think overall, um, their off-season, considering they did lose Beal, they did lose Paul Zingas. Uh, they managed to get into some pieces that, um, although inconsistent as Jordan Poole is, um, I feel like on any given day, they might be able to knock off a team here and there. Uh, but they're going to be down the bottom dwellers. I don't know whether I would have had them at 30. Look, they're definitely going to be down the bottom. There's there's no argument. It's a huge transition for them now, moving on from Beal and his ginormous contract. You're right. They're not going to be consistent, but they're still going to knock off some good teams along the way, and then they're going to get rolled by teams that we think that they should get over. Yeah. But look, the, the, the bottom five, bottom 10 of this, this list are probably interchangeable. So it's fair to say that, yeah, okay, Washington, do they deserve to be 30? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Time will tell, but you're not going to get an argument out of me about that. All right, coming in at 29 of the ESPN's top uh, 30 rankings is the Charlotte Hornets. Life without Michael Jordan at the helm. Not necessarily going to be a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, great player, not a great GM. No, true, but look, new owners, new thoughts, new processes. You know, it, it, it's... It's going to be a good thing. I've, I've always had you know, a little bit of a concern about Charlotte just with the front office with, with some of the some of the hires that they would make. Like they had a really good young coach a couple of years ago that they decided to move on from and still can't quite get my head around that. You know, they, they've got some good young talent in, in Mello and they've, they've brought in Brandon Miller this year with the number two pick in the draft. Miles Bridges is a bit of a wild card because you just don't know when he's going to be back and, and if, in what if he'll be back exactly right and, and what capacity he's going to be back and is his head going to be in it yeah they waived kai jones what was it a week two weeks before the season because he yeah. requested a trade and they just they just booted just him, him so again it's going to be another one of those teams where they, they're going to knock off you know maybe they'll knock off denver one night but then lose to detroit the next you just yeah. don't know um, and my biggest question about uh charlotte for this season is can Lamelo Ball stay healthy? I feel like can um, any of the Ball brothers stay yeah, healthy? Yeah, the, the the triple Bs, mate. The triple Bs just uh, need, need to stay, need on, to the stay on the court. Um, Thirty six games last year for Lamelo. Um, look, anything over fifty, and I reckon I reckon I'd be happy having him uh, on the court for that much. Look, I think I, I agree. It, it's going to be health for Melo when he's your heart and soul of your team. You want him out there for seventy five games, but I think at this point they take fifty. 
All right, so next we've got Portland. Probably, arguably one of the most talked about teams in the offseason. Yep. When you've got a superstar in Dollar Dame coming out saying they want out, you're going to make the headlines. So, you know, it was a huge trade in the end for them to be able to, to trade out Lillard and Nurkic and bring in essentially DeAndre Ayton, Brogdon, uh, Robert Williams, and then just a bunch of draft picks. Yeah. So it, it's not a bad haul overall, I think, because it turns them... It, it fits their timeline. So again, they're not going to be great. You could make the argument that they should have been 30th on this list, but they do have some talent on their roster, some very good young talent. It's just going to be, what do they do with Brogdon? What do they do with Jeremy Grant? Can they flip them for more younger pieces and, and, and just go that full reboot, rebuild? But it'll be exciting to see them in a couple of seasons. Yeah, and that's it. They have lots of young talent um, that if they can keep together, keep adding on to it through the draft, um, I think uh, it'll be like the glory days of back in the uh, late, no- early 90s. Yeah, early 90s, Clyde the Glide. And, Clyde the Glide. And look, we've got the the Australian connection in Matisse Thibault there. So, you know, it's, it's a team to keep an eye on, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, next up at uh, 27, we have the Detroit Pistons. Um, one shining light for them, Cade Cunningham. And their coach. And their coach. They did, they did dish out a lot of money a for Monty Williams. Um, and hoping they can uh, put it together with that young core as well. They're another very young team. Um, they went full rebuild a couple of years ago. and uh, I yeah. feel like they're going to be a similar boat to Portland where they've got a couple of pieces on that roster that are a little bit older that you can you could flip them again into younger pieces, more draft assets. So they're, they're again, they're not going to be great this year. Again, they're going to be no. inconsistent. With, and that's always the case when you've got a young team. And you can team. say that about any of the teams we've talked about so far. 100%. Inconsistency but might be able to knock off a team here and there yep, um, on, on any given night. But you, they're, they're going to be bottom dwellers. And look, you just got to hope that they're going to be better than their 17-65 record last season. Yeah. Uh, next, we've got at 26, the Houston Rockets. Again, it's an interesting interesting team in Houston there when they bring in brand new coach. They've changed over nine players on the roster. They've brought in Van Fleet. They've brought in... You know Dylan Brooks, and we all know Dylan's reputation. But again, he Dylan the villain. He he showed in FIBA tournament that he can flat out ball again in the bronze medal game against the US. So again, there, there's going to be some growing pains there with with a new coach in Udoka, a lot of new players. But they've got you know a great young talent in Amen Thompson. Um, so look, again, it's like we keep saying we're just banging our heads against the wall here. They're going to be inconsistent. Inconsistent. But but, but again, they're going to upset teams and. Hopefully they can, you know, they can show they're heading in the right direction with, with you know, a new voice in the locker room as a I'm starting just, point. I'm unsure about how many games they will be able to win, dealing out two hundred million for the next Oof. three to four years for Van Fleet and uh, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, look, it's a lot of dollars. It is, but yeah, they, they needed a point guard, and they got the best available point guard did. Um, that was going around. You know, Brooks was told by Memphis, "We're not bringing you back." Perhaps they regret that now, but we'll t- we'll get to Memphis later on. Um, but again, you know, Dylan Brooks is a pest. He's the sort of person that you don't want to play against, but you want on your team every time. Yeah. So again, let's just see what they can do. They've got some good young talent there as well, so there's going to be some development. They've got Australia's Jock Landau. So Jock can, Landau, yeah, so came again, across so, from the Suns. Yep. Yeah, so we've we've you know, again got another reason to keep an eye on them. Hoping to see his development gets get some consistent court time. Um, as I liked what he did at the Suns, he, he had some really good games for for Phoenix, and he, he played that backup role really well. So it'll be interesting to see 
again, if he can get that trust from Yudoka and, and get some regular minutes and get into the next stage of his career and his contracts. Probably the most talked about team in the offseason was the Spurs. San Antonio Spurs, you've got... Coming in at 25. In 25. You've got the greatest coach in Greg Popovich. I don't think many people are going to argue with the me on that point. They've got such a just unbelievable franchise with what they've done, especially since you and I have been around. Like in the last 20 odd years, 25 years, when you start with the Admiral David Robinson Admiral. and you work all your way, all the way through, you know, Timmy D, Ginobili, Tony Parker, like they've had some amazing players. And to, to just continue with that, to add number one pick in Wembenyana. Being able to pick and choose and like get players in just to play a role for them. Around and their superstars. Around their superstars and just their unselfishness. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing culture that they have there. And I think it's something that a lot of franchises envy and a lot of players want to play there. Like, And I think it's going to be a good fit for Wemen Yama. It's like, the best coming place over from be. France, best place being be. with Popovich, he's going to let him develop. He's going to let him learn. Um, and look, I'm not all hyped up about whether he's going to be as good as everyone says he is straight off the bat. But I think give him a couple of seasons and he may be the best player in the NBA. I, I agree with you there. You, you look at some of the, the experts overseas talking about him being potentially a, an all-star this year and all-NBA and these sorts of things. And yeah, we haven't seen that sort of thing since Tim Duncan, really. But at seven foot five or, or whatever he is, and you know, he's built like a beanpole. So I think there are still some questions about are the bigger centers going to muscle him around? But his skill set's undeniable. Like yeah. You see what he did in the preseason where you know he, he's blocking three-point shots without even trying. Yeah. Yeah, if, if he he'll be averaging anywhere between 3 and 7 blocks a game probably, but I can guarantee you he's going to alter at least 15 shots a game. I think it was that preseason game versus the Warriors. That's the one. How he blocked uh um, Was Wiggins out on the three? Wiggins yeah. and it was two and a half Chris Pauls. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he was he, he was, really he was. jumped two and a half Chris Pauls. He was ridiculous. So I know that like with ESPN they love their rankings and he was ranked 47 or something best player overall, which I think is a bit rough to rank a rookie like that because we don't know what he's going to do just yet but there's a lot of excitement in San Antonio Uh, coming in at 24 we have the Toronto Raptors once again consistency is the key here Um, they did lose uh, Van Fleet to the Rockets they did Um, but I do like the pickup of Dennis Schroeder um, coming off his MVP at the FIBA World Cup Um, I do feel like that is that is a good replacement there. Um, even if uh, I feel like his attitude may get in the way of his balling sometimes. I think that's improving. It's again, it's we keep saying it's consistency. Like he's a, he's such a streaky shooter. Yeah. So if if he can find a little, then look, don't oh, get me wrong. He look, was, look at the game against the Aussies yeah. in the FIBA. He he was on fire that game yeah. and then shot nothing for the next three. Yeah, I think the next one he shot almost thirty shots or something like that. So he'll he'll get plenty of opportunities there. You've got Siakam, you've got Anubi. So again, good talent. Siakam's name's been mentioned in trade rumors all summer long in the States. So it'll be interesting to see if they pull the trigger there or if they can sign him long-term. But, you know, Scotty Barnes is a, is oh, a great talent there too. I'd love so, to see what Scotty Barnes can do at the helm of a team. Exactly right. This kid has got some some raw talent so he can keep developing. Keep, and, keep forgetting how young he is yeah. just from his build. Like he's yeah. built for a kid that's like just turned 20, I think. Thereabouts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... And Scotty Barnes came in 63 on the top NBA rankings. Which is probably a fair... You know, he's, had, he's had a couple of seasons in the league now. He knows what he's doing. So, 
again, it'll be interesting to see where they go. They've got a new coach now too, so let's just see what, what they can do. But again, not expecting them to set the world on fire, but again, I think they'll 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 surprise some teams. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And another team that'll surprise at twenty three on on the list is is Utah. You know, Laurie Markin and what a story he was last season. Yeah. No no one sort of thought saw that coming and he was fantastic. So yeah, they've had a decent off season. They pick up John Collins from the Hawks and didn't give away really anything for that. So again, that'll be interesting to see what they can do. Um, you know, I think they surprised a lot of teams last season when they went on that tear early on. Yeah, um, definitely. Obviously, couldn't quite sustain it, but yeah, they've got some some good some good role players. Um, I think Jordan Clarkson is is underrated. Um, Sexton was a solid pickup from the Cavs last season or the one before. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not hating on Utah again. I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but and I'm not hating on them. Walker Kessler, um, as part of the Team USA over summer as well, um, getting to be around certain players and coaches and stuff, might have see his game start to improve because he's, be he's got there. the the sky's the limit for that that kid. Um, like big center, blocked a lot of shots last year. I think think he blocked more than uh, Rudy Gobert That's uh, for hard. the season. Um, so well, right, he was former. Defensive player of the year, come on. Probably a bit harsh you, on, you, on Rudy, you've, got, you've got to give him some credit. A bit harsh on Rudy, but, you know. We'll, we'll see. Like, again, Utah... Look, we'll, we'll talk about Rudy later on. Yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll get there. Minnesota aren't going to be too far away. Once again, uh, as we're saying for most of the teams in these 20s, we'll be able to knock off a team here and there. It's just about getting that consistency with those young groups. Um, and I feel like um, the Jazz have uh, one of the older sets of players out of the ones we've gone through at the moment in the in these last last couple of teams look they, they probably do but if you look at their roster turnover from just a couple of years back it, it's changed completely it's a new coach it's a lot of new players so it's again there's going to be growing pains but but they were good last season early on they were good so i'd expect similar out of them this year all right uh 22 we have the chicago bulls um what is going on with the bulls <laughs> Like you've I got think that's DeMar a fifty-two million dollar question right now, isn't it? You've got Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, both ranked in the top forty players in the league. Like, yes, Derozan's getting up in their years; like he's going down, but he can still ball. Zach Levine, uh, I think, need, has changed his attitude recently. Like, I think he was a bit of a uh, a show pony there for a bit and had a bit of a big head and 100%, 100%. Uh, and like didn't want to work with anybody. Put up a lot of bad shots. Um, but I, I, I like the way his game developed last year for the Bulls. Look, I think the biggest thing that where the Bulls struggle at the moment is they lost Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo was you know, arguably the, the Hunt Soul. He was playing team, well. And he, he was playing, playing well. real well and he was that floor general. And you lose him, you know, that that's... It's not just what he, you know, the, the defense or the assists and all that sort of stuff. Like that makes a big dent in a team and... Now there's a lot relying on Demar and, and Zach Levine, and, and you know, with all due respect, they're not full blown superstars in the league. Yeah, like Demar Derozan is a fantastic player when you put him next to Kawhi. Yeah, he's a fantastic player if you put him next to LeBron. But you having him as next to Zach Levine, who's not quite at that tier, you know, they're, they're going to be around the mark of again probably yeah. that 500, but. They've, stretch. they've picked up veteran point guard Javon Carter to help uh, with that Lonzo yeah, Ball he situation. No Lonzo Ball. He isn't no Lonzo Ball, but he's he's a veteran, knows how to bring the ball at court. Was was part of those uh, Bucks runs 
uh, for a couple of seasons. So I feel like that's a thing. And then Tory Craig um, played here in the NBL here in Australia. Um, been floating around a lot of teams lately, but solid, solid three and D guy. Can, can play defense. Is that is that glue? Is that glue guy? Is it time for the Bulls to blow it up? That might be a topic for another podcast. Let's be honest, but it's getting close. It's it, getting close to them. Do, do they need just to? Do doing... they need to do a, a Utah? And yeah, you know, you know, Utah moved on from Conley and Mitchell and Gobert pretty quickly. Yeah. Do they need to do a similar sort of thing? You know, a, a lot of teams I think would jump at the chance to, to trade for Demar or, or Zach Levine. And I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they have a terrible start and it gets to the trade deadline yeah. and they just blow it up. Look, I, I agree. It, it's, it's, it feels like the Bulls have just been stuck in mediocrity for a while now, and it might be time to to just blow it up and see what happens and see what you can get out of it. There's a lot of teams out there who were probably planning for the Giannis sweepstakes before he signed his yep. extension. So there's a lot of teams out there the Knicks being one that comes to mind straight away that have some some good draft assets and mm. some good young players, would they be prepared to to make a move for a DeRozan or someone like that? Yeah, definitely. Again, future podcast future topic. Podcast. Let's get on to number 21. All right, number 21, we've got the Orlando Magic down in Florida. Young team, another young team building through the draft. Very good young team. Very I, good young I, team. I rate I do. Orlando. I think there's still a couple of seasons away from really pushing some teams in the East. But they got some very good young players. I did like how they did get rid of their mass amounts of centers. They yeah, had they had team. to move on. They had they to had move too many centers. Agreed. And didn't know what to do with them. None of them were getting court time, and none of them were playing well. So now they've moved that on. Um, gives people like uh, former number one pick, uh, Paolo Banchero. He was great for Team USA. He really impressed me there too. Yep. So I think another season of development. And he's a big boy for, for again, night that 1920. So there's going to, again, there's going to be growing pains. We keep saying this. They're a young team. When you've got the Wagner boys, Ben Caro, you've got um, a couple of their good young guards in Cole Anthony and Markel Fools. Like there's still going to be some development there to be had. And I feel like Franz Wagner. Is yeah. is one to watch this season? Yeah, yeah. Um, coming off coming off the FIBA World Cup as well for could Germany be, could be a smoky for your most improved yeah most improved player like third year in the league yeah um, he's been around he's he's a tall guard um, it got got that European skill set can can pretty much do it all out there agree yeah I think I think there's a good good chance for for someone like Wagner to be a, a most improved candidate and and Bancaro look he should be pushing for an all-star berth and, and possibly even looking at maybe, you know, all NBA teams. But it's, once again, consistency. The, okay, so we're, we've pains. gone through, what, 10 teams now? It's it, the same same thing for all of them. Most of them are young teams. We're looking at consistency. And to be fair, most of them are going to be pretty interchangeable in as terms as, as this list that you can expect them all to have on their night knock off some really good teams and then other times drop games against teams that you'd expect that they'd win against. Yeah. Uh, another East team, the Brooklyn Nets. It's, can we just not talk about Brooklyn Nets? Like, I think over the last two years they've been talked about enough. Yeah, well, look, they'll be there and they'll uh, they'll get a win every now and then. Hopefully, see uh, the Aussie Ben Simmons coming back and uh, playing some decent ball. Look, if if his Instagram um, videos is anything to go by, he's going to be in legit shape. But again. You know, who knows? He's, he's done that in the past. Though. Exactly right. He's done but, that in the past. But from all reports, the, the two back surgeries he's had have been successful. And, you know, 
like discectomies are no joke. Like that's a legit operation. Like so, if he if he legitimately had back issues with that, I can understand why he was in a world of hurt and he struggled yeah. to get on the court for the last two seasons. So, um, him fully fit, you put him with Bridges, you put him with Cam Johnson, Nick Claxton. Like again, they they got some good pieces. Cam Cam Thomas was really good for them in games last season. Yeah. A bit streaky, but but good. So look, I think I think again they. They're going to cause some problems for some teams, especially if they can get hot and get on a bit of a run. But you're, you're never going to be in you, the top ranks when you lose two scoring chance oh, and a finals MVP. No, you're absolutely right. Like to, to lose Durant, Irving and Harden in the space of months. Yeah, we all know that Harden pushed his way out. And in the end, Irving did too. And, and you know, we know that Durant did ask out, but Durant being the professional that he is, he played until there was a suitable trade. So mm. um, I think... Look, I think they're going to be a contender for your playing tournament. Um, but at the same time, if they bottomed out completely, depending on injuries and health and whatnot... You're not going to hold it against them. No, no. This team could be a surprise packet. The yeah. Indiana Pacers another, at 19 on the list. Another one from the East. I've always, I don't know why, man. I don't know if it was just like growing up and, and just loving Reggie Miller as a player, but they've always had a soft spot for, for Indiana. Man, I think it was their Guernseys, the pins. Yeah, I got that one in my collection too, yeah. but... Like Reggie was just legit. Anyway, we're not talking here to talk about Reggie Miller. Maybe maybe we'll do that in another um, time. But but you know, well they, they they picked up excellent point guard in Tyrese Halliburton um, in a trade that actually worked well for both teams. Yeah, that that trade sort of got panned at the time. People were like, "What the heck's going on here?" But you look at it now; it's one of I guess sort of very few trades really that worked out amazingly well for both teams. You got Sabonis just tearing up in Sacramento, and Halliburton is. A, in my opinion, one of the best point guards in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had a great little pickup with Bruce Brown, like yeah, yeah, free agency. Yeah, straight off winning a ring with uh, with the Nuggets in last season, and you know you still got Miles Turner there, who's one of those almost like unicorn centers that could kind of do a bit of everything, like because he can stretch the floor. Um, and, he and, can he's, protect and he's worked the rim. on his athleticism too. Yeah, he like, can protect the rim. when he first came to the league, uh, he wasn't very quick, couldn't run very well. And I feel like he's he's been working on his uh, athleticism, and now can be the one of those legit unicorns. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, again, you got streaky shooters in Buddy Hield, and again, both those guys, their names have been mentioned in a lot of trades. So again, you know, does something happen? Do they move them on to get more younger assets that they can pair with like Halliburton, Halliburton um, and Benedict Matherin? But well, I, I know the Knicks are looking for a shooter. The Knicks have been looking for a shooter since nineteen ninety two. No, we had Mallow there for a while, and Starks, and Houston. You've been looking for a shooter since 1992, man. Uh, Who's next on our list? Next up, we have 18. Oh, Oh, your team. Yeah, my team. Your team, the Atlanta Hawks. Look, we're going to struggle. There's no buts or maybe. It's like, we've got a great coach coming in in Quinn Schneider, so hopefully we can make some changes. I I think there's a a little bit of a logjam at center because there's... You know, a Congo on the bench who there's huge wraps on him. He's just signed an extension. But you know, is it, is it maybe time to move on Capella to, to give him some more opportunities? But I think a, a, another season of development for Trey and DeJounte Murray next to each other, really exciting backcourt. But yeah. you know, is is the front court big enough? Is it young enough? What is it athletic enough with when you when you take out John Collins and yeah, losing John Collins, you're, you're relying right. on Sadiq Bay. Is he going to start? Is is the young young guy Jalen Johnson? Is he going to start? Um, yeah, we got some good veterans on the bench. We brought in Paddy Mills after he got traded sixty two times in a week. Yep. Um, but he should play a role. We picked up Wes Matthews. Don't really know why, but sure. Again, he can shoot the ball. Um, 
Used to be a good defender. I'm not sure whether that yeah, still could uh, be. holds and, up. And look, he could just be the voice in the locker room because it is a very young team too. We're, we're trying to build that way. So I would like to see Paddy Mills get a, get a run again. Paddy should um, get some. He should get some court time. It'd be good to see. He can legit shoot. No one can argue that. And especially coming into. I would the like to see um, Trey Young develop his game a bit more, uh, rather than just uh, ice Trey, just letting letting it rain. The thing with Trey that I that I want to see as a Hawks fan, and you know, I've been a Hawks fan since I was twelve years old, is just some consistency. Like he he's putting in the effort on both ends of the court. Like he, you know, he's not the biggest guy out there, but he is. You can see he's putting in the effort at the defensive end. But you know, we can't be having too many more of these. You know six of 26 shooting games basically like we're not going to win too many you know, we're not going to win a lot of games with shooting like that and even ruining with, my multis and ruining your multis but even with having DeJounte as a an amazing defender there you know to, to cover for those inconsistencies and then you've got you know the big guys in the middle but that that's going to be the big thing like they can push you know even to get get into the playoffs and avoid the the play in I think um, but it'll be interesting to see you know new coach new system I'm- and, and how much ownership's going to let them do with their I don't teams. see them doing it in the playoffs. Like, they'll beat all the teams below them yeah, look, on, the, on, the, and on the this list, but... Let's just wait until we see the Knicks-Hawks again in the playoffs and we'll have our standing dinner bets. And I owe you a coffee from that. Yes, you do. All right, coming in at 17, we have the Dallas Mavericks. Look, I don't know what to say about Dallas. Like, you got Luca, who's one of... One of the probably what top five players in the league in the world, three, but he just whinges and argues constantly. And you're like, dude, just play to the whistle. Just yep. this is something you taught as a kid. You play to the whistle. Like he's just got to stop barking at people and just play. You you're pairing him with Kyrie Irving, who you know you see so much about him over the last few years because of his stance with COVID and and pushing and wanting to get out of Brooklyn and. And you know, I used to love just watching Stephen A. Smith talk about him and just saying, you know, when he turns up to work, he is box office. And he legitimately is. But he's got to turn up and he's got to be engaged. But can they be on the same team, same position? Can Luca play off the ball at shooting guard? Can Kyrie play off the can ball? Can Kyrie play off the ball? So they're, they're the questions. Because they're very ball-centric players. 100%. They need the ball in their hands. 100%. Look, I think that picking up Grant Williams is, is a nice move for them. I think that someone I, to do the dirty work. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, you still got some. You got Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench now, so you still got some some Derek, shooting. Derek Lively from the draft. Yeah, he's got, he's got uh, big props. Yeah, and coming and in. Look, yeah, again, we got a couple of Aussies. We got Dante Exum back in the league from Europe, who's going to just be a swarming defender, and, and hopefully he can keep improving on his on his three point shot. And you got Josh Green, who's a very exciting young just player signed, who's just, just signed, signed an extension. On. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, again, they've got some good young talent. There is just that question mark of can Kyrie and Luca play together effectively? But ultimately, my biggest question, and I don't know how you feel about this, this might be a little bit controversial, is their coach. I just don't rate Jason Kidd as a coach. I have never rated Jason Kidd as a coach. An amazing ever player. Ever since he was at the Knicks. One of the... <laughs> no, no hatred there at all. No. no but one of the most dynamic and amazing point guards of all time but coaching I still don't know jury's out there on that one for me yeah and this this is probably for another podcast as well but I do have an opinion on what sort of players make a decent coach but that we'll talk about that later on right, yeah, we'll, we're almost, we'll, we'll almost that, halfway we'll through we'll put that one in the book for a, for a future podcast yeah alright New York Orleans Pelicans coming in at 16 and 
Eddie, everybody, whenever you think of the Pelicans, is is Zion going to play? Yeah, look, New Orleans are my unicorn team. Like, the whole team. You've got so much talent there. You've got a young coach who's developing. But again, I think he did a great job last year with what he had. You've brought in James Borrego, who, again, I think is a really underrated coach. And I still don't understand why Charlotte let him go and then brought back Steve Clifford. Like, I just thought that was just a ridiculous move by the front office. But again, another story for another pod. I think when you're looking at a team with Zion, Ingram, CJ McCollum, Valentunas, like there's so much talent Legitimately a big three Yeah, if they're on their game. If Zion is healthy, Ingram's engaged, and CJ McCollum just does what he does, yep. that is legitimately a big three and can give yeah. people problems. Yeah, You put Valentunas in there, who... Big body is center, probably, knows what he's doing. I'd probably put him as a second or third tier center these days, but he will still give you 10 and 10. But the thing is, and and protect that key. But with Valentunas in New Orleans, you don't need him to do anything else. Yeah, he he's your Steve Adams at Memphis, who's one of my favorite players in the league. But you don't need them to do anything more than play rugged defense, bump cutters, and grab boards. And if he gets a few putbacks here and there, awesome. The biggest question that everyone is going to ask is, can Zion stay on the court? Yeah, that that that's all it's going to boil down to. If if he can stay on the court, and he's they've got a they've beast. got they've got a couple of good young wings that have shown potential the last couple of years in like Herb Jones, um, and there's another one whose names can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's Trey Murphy, but I might have made that might up. Have been. He's he's just on a knee injury. It's not a, it's oh, not okay. a significant one, but he's missing some time with that. But no, they're like they're those lengthy yeah. long wings, wings long that. Can do a bit of everything. Like but they they're defend, just, they're they the rebound, ones that are just they annoying. <laughs> yeah, they're the annoying defenders that you don't want to play against because they're just long and they get in the way. But put those big three together healthy. Healthy and engaged. I think that's I would the put key. them higher than 16. Yep. But you, you can't put them any higher on this list. No, not yet. Not yet. That, that's got to come in time. Um, again, it might be worth, I reckon, you know, towards the All Star break around the all-star break just um recapping this having another look and seeing what we oh, yeah. what we think all-star break all right so we've reached the halfway mark here in the uh, espn's top 30 list and we're at 15 we find the minnesota timberwolves arguably have one of the best young players in the league who i believe in a couple of years time could be the best player in the league in Ant edwards he was phenomenal for Team USA at the World oh, Cup. Easily and their best player during the summer. 100%. 100%. Yeah, their their big question is how do Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns stay, play in the same team and can they stay on the court? Because Cats struggled with injuries last season. Um, he has come out in the summer and said he's the big, best big... Sh- what was it? The best shooting big man of all time. And he's going to change the history of the game. Yeah, look, I'm not sure on that one yet. But, you know, give him time. Give him time. But again, how do these two guys fit together? You know, Minnesota gave up a, a lot of assets to, to get Rudy Gobert. So how do they fit? You've got I've, you've I've, got Mike Conley now running the show, which I think will help. Gives them that stability at point. Um, but this is Ant's team now. And, and, they, and they have to realize that and they have to hand over the keys and just be like, you go, you do your thing, we'll follow you. Because he's shown that he can do that. And I said this to you last year um, when Anthony Edwards started to show that he was the man and they just need to move past the big cat era 
Agreed. And they, need, and they just need to get what they can from now. Yeah, it, it might be. You know, again, it, it, I think Minnesota are going to be a team that as you get towards February and we start to get closer to the trade deadline, that if they're struggling, if they're sub 500, look out for them to make a move. And it but, could well be that Cat goes. But I do like the fact they're at 15 because with a player like um, Anthony Edwards on their team, they'll, they'll be... They'll be plus they'll be 500. Mid-tier. They'll, they'll be yeah, a mid-tier. They'll, they'll be plus 500. Um, you know, it, again, it, for me, they can land anywhere between, probably between 5 and 10 in the West. Um, if everyone stays healthy, like Cat really struggled with calf injuries last season, if he can stay healthy and stay on the court and they can just gel that big man p- matching then again, they're going to cause some headaches. Another team that are going to cause some headaches is OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shout out to Josh Giddy. Absolutely. They've got a very, very intriguing young roster. You've got a legitimate all-star, and I'm not going to be able to say it. I'm just going to SGA. SGA. SGA is easier to say. Um, yeah, he Which was, kind, of, he kind of came out of... Almost out of nowhere. Like out he of just, nowhere all of a sudden, like Everyone was like, oh, he's a decent player, decent yeah. player, and then bam, all-star. Yep. And he was he was incredible, and like you said, you got him with Giddy. You've got some more young talent in Chet Holmgren now, ready to go. Showed some really nice things. And in, the three J Wills, yeah, exactly right. Who, who one of them was? Don't know, remember which one, but was runner up in most improved, I think. So they yeah. got some really good young talent. So I think they surprised some teams last season, like they were just under five hundred, I think. So I think this year they'll better that. Um, and I think you should see them. You know, really pushing for that sort of five, six spot, and even even possibly, you know, they, they, look, they could be three or four because you look at last year, right? Lakers and Warriors, arguably two of the best teams in the West, they were kind of trash in the regular season, and the better the you know, come playoffs, they were firing on all cylinders and they made some noise. So you know, if if you're looking at those two teams in particular, where they're a little bit older, there might be a little bit more load management or whatever term they're going to use this season. You could see OKC literally, you know, they could be three or four in the West. They really could be. Uh, Memphis, I think, are going to struggle so that, you know, they're not necessarily going to be that high. I've got big wraps on OKC. I think they can cause some problems. Yeah. And they're, they're a fun team to watch too. Yeah, legit. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to see um, whether Chet Holcomb can live up to the height. Look, I think he's got the skills to do it. Again, it's going to be a little bit like Wemby and like, is he going to get pushed around by your Embiid's and your Jokers? Because they're both very young and long but they're just not big dudes like are they going to get pushed around like we know that both of them can stretch the floor and they can shoot the three ball consistently um, which is going to make them real like tricky guys to guard but if they're trying to slow down an Embiid who's going to just have so much like extra strength and probably I don't know 50, 80 pounds of body weight on them yeah, he, he's going to surely, you know, from our so take him down, take him down the post. Exactly, you think he's going to bully them a bit? Who have we got next on the list? Who have we got next? Sacramento, Sacramento Kings. Now, weren't they just the Cinderella story of last season? Amazing to see them finally break their playoff drought. Um, great coach in Mike Brown. They Light had the beam. Yeah, they had. They did. They had. You know, coach of the year. They had executive of the year in Monte McNair. Like they were, they were flat out good last season. They. Like we, we touched on earlier, the trade for you know, Halliburton to Sabonis has turned into a five-year, $200 million-plus contract for Sabonis. He's a, you know, he's a legitimate all-star. They've extended Harrison Barnes and brought him back. Um, yeah, they've added, you know, it's, it's, while you have a bit of a giggle at it because JaVale McGee kind of has been panned over the years, 
he's a champion. There's no you can't yeah. take that away from him. He he's a veteran. He knows how he, to play in this league, and he will play got, his role. He's got so much better in yeah. his older age. It's like he's matured. He's, he's like a fine a, wine in, into a decent basketball yeah. player. He he will he will add some stability and he adds some extra size for them. Um, you know they they're Chris gonna, Dorte coming across as well. Yeah, and some dude out of Europe whose name I don't know how to pronounce. So I'm not even going to try, but. Vesenkov? Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll run with that. Yeah. Again, they, they're gonna they're gonna be up there. They're gonna cause some problems for some teams. They're gonna have to just find some consistency in their shooting with Darren Fox and Kevin Hoyter. Um, you got Duarte off the bench now. So you know, again, if, if if they get on a streak, again, they're gonna be a tough being tough team to beat. Kevin uh, the Fox who uh, made uh, a few people retire from the league. Yeah. Just yeah. for how quick he was. He's 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 a, a flat out star. He, he's one of those guys that, as we see this older generation start to retire and move away, Darren Fox is going to one of those I did see young a, I did see a stat about Fox where it's like he has the ball in his hands more in the last four minutes of a game than anybody else in the league and has hit more go-ahead buckets in those four minutes or something. Wasn't he missed a clutch last season? Yeah, something clutch, like clutch that. But uh, tell me someone who, who on that team who you'd rather have the ball than Darren Fox. Oh, nobody. Exactly right. Because if he can't make the play himself, he'll make the right play. Yeah. All right. Coming in at 12, we got uh, the perennial little sister, little brother in the LA Clippers. This is the team for me that has the most question marks about them. You've got Westbrook, you've got Kawhi, you've got Paul George. Can they stay healthy? Can they stay on the court? Can they play together? You've also have had James Harden pushing and pushing and pushing since his little outburst in China about Daryl Morey, that that's where he wants to go and play. Do they make a move for him at some point? No. Look, at, my at opinion, the, no. At the end of the day, the you know all of the all of the murmurings are that the Clippers want him, but they're not gonna they're not gonna you know mortgage the team to get him. You know, you hear the rumors that. Philly want Terrence Mann and a whole bunch of draft assets because that's what they think Harden's worth. Well, Harden's not worth that if no one else is prepared to pony that up. Mm. So they've, they've got an aging team here in the Clippers. You know, you've got Nick Batum on the bench. You've got one of the Morris boys. I can't remember which one is there. Um, you know, the, Westbrook's 34, there's, 35. Yeah, there's, there's not a huge amount of upside for this team if they can't all stay healthy. Now, if these three that we just mentioned, Westbrook, Kawhi, and PG can stay healthy and stay on the court, they're going to be... In, that, that, that's a genuine big three. If Westbrook goes back to playing his best, yes, I agree. Yeah, but it, again, he's he's got to he's find got, his He brings roles. that intensity. You can still say, all right, even if he's not shooting it well... He might need to that. slow... Sometimes he just needs to slow down a little bit. But look, Westbrook is nothing but durable. He he plays at 110% every game and he shows up if they, every day. If they keep him, I like Terrence Mann, I like Bones Highland, two young players with massive upsides. Yeah. And Kenyon Martin Jr. can absolutely dunk the crap out of it. <laughs> very much like his old man, that's for sure. But look, it's, it, it's interesting. You've got Kawhi and PG. They've been together for five years now. They've done nothing. So... If five help, years has it really been five years yeah five years they've been doing Holy this together. so look if they can this or this might be the fifth season either way if they can stay healthy and stay on the court they, they're going to cause problems for some teams if there's injuries uh, or if there's a little bit of locker room instability it, it's not going to surprise me if they miss the playoffs altogether yeah 
All right, coming in at just outside the top 10, at number 11, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. I think this might be a little bit high. I think when you've got a fully fit, healthy Jamarant, they're a superstar team. He is he is one of my favorite players in the league to watch. Oh, he is electric. He is one of those generational players where when he has the ball in his hand, you know something good's going to happen. 100% he is, but 25-game suspension. Yes. That's a big chunk of change to me missing big, from this season. Big, big talks about him over the uh, off-season, especially with everything going on with uh, Jar Morant. But look, you, you bring in Marcus Smart. They lost Tyus Jones, but Marcus Smart was the heart and soul of Boston for a long time. So he, we know they know what they're getting there. You're getting a rugged defender who can shoot the ball a bit one as well. One of my, my favourite players yep. is Marcus Smart. Yeah, and look, and look, one of my favourite players from years gone by in Derek Rose has now joined them in the off-season as well. I think they're going to struggle early without Jar. That's a big, big hole to fill. But now you've just lost Stephen Adams for the year as well with a PCL injury in his yeah. knee. So... Need to need to secure that uh, center spot. Yeah, Adams for the year. Like you, obviously they got Jaron Jackson Jr., who again played well at FIBA. But if he's all they've got, they they're going to need some help. They're going to need to bring in someone else that can play some backup minutes there. Um, and and look, you know, they're just going to have to rely pretty heavily on on Smart and Desmond. I'm sure, Bain sure. Dwight Howard's waiting by the phone. Oh look, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. But yeah, look, it, you could even make an argument for. a for a Jack White to end up there or someone like that for, but for some development is, as well. Is Ja Morant coming back after 25 games enough for them to push high into that playoffs? Push to the playoffs, yes. High, that I'm not so sure about. I don't know if they've quite got the depth to cover him enough. If they can come out of this 25-game span, you know, 15 to 10, they're probably going to be pretty happy with that. But if they're coming out, coming out of it at 10 and 15, that's just a little bit more work they've got to do. So... That's that's very much a stay tuned, I think, for the for the first twenty five games of the season, and then see where we're at. Yeah. All right. Coming in at number ten, another team talked about a lot over the off season is uh, Miami Heat, who lost out on the uh, Damian Lillard um, saga that went on over the break. Um, Miami have lost some players. They did. They've uh, lost Gabe Vincent um, to the Lakers. Max Struess got uh, signed by Cleveland. So that's a lot of shooting. Like, that is a lot of shooting. I, I, yeah, I know they get back Tyler Hero. I don't know where Max Struess come from, but he flat out was the glue player for them last year. 100% agree with you there. But, you know, they, they look, it's not to say that they don't have enough to cover those losses. You've got Jimmy Buckets. And, you got, and we all know playoff Jimmy's a thing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what outfit he turns up to for media day. Like, his emo <laughs> one was just glorious this year but you know he, he's legit Kevin Love yeah he's in the later stages of his career Bam arguably one of the best centers in the league like the yep. numbers that he puts up I look at and just go holy crap where's that come from but he's yep. consistent if you can get Hero healthy and, and shooting the ball well if Duncan Robinson can shoot the ball well you get a bit more development out of Kayla Martin Nikola Jovic yeah, who knows what they're going to do? Yeah, they've got a good rookie in Jamie Vasquez, and they've brought back in Josh Richardson to buy back into that heat culture. So, heat culture is something that's spoken about a lot. Again, they've got one of the best coaches they're, in the league in, in Coach Spoke. They're an exciting team to watch, man. They are when you got Jimmy buckets out there. They're just they're just an electric team to watch. Are they, and I, th- I think we we're probably basing this more on last season, but are they another team that's kind of just going to cruise through the regular season? and then just do some damage in the playoffs. 
Like I think that's that's a high possibility. Um, especially with you see what like they, they do. can't do that though. I feel like if they're going to do that again and just be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll turn it on when we make the playoffs and stuff. They're not going to. They're not. You gonna just got to hope tech. You turn it on. <laughs> they're not going to get it done. They need to come out and actually stamp authority on this league. Like we're a true contender in the East, and everybody needs to believe it. Agreed. But if you look at what happened last season, where they they were in the play in, they lose Atlanta in the, to the first play in game, they then in a do or die situation, and they make it all the way through the finals. Yeah. Like that's that's legit. Like you can't argue with with that talent, with that coaching. But you're right. I, I don't think they can rely on that happening again. But I see with the team they've got, even with it, I reckon four down in the East. Yeah. Like might be might be a stretch getting to that fourth spot, but anywhere below there, you'd expect to see them. Agree. Um, making it making it through. All right, first of the top ten, getting down to the business end here. We have the uh, Cleveland Cavs. Not sure why they're this high. To be perfectly really? honest, no, don't, I, I'm don't, not seeing it. Bit of a hater, or just don't rate the lineup. Just don't rate rate their lineup at the moment. Like I feel like. Um, Donovan Mitchell's not happy. Not happy in, in the Cavs. Yeah, I've heard, heard there's a bit of uh, turmoil. Okay. I've heard right. there's a bit of turmoil in there and Donovan Mitchell might actually be looking to move on. Because he only he was he's only on signed a uh, couple-year deal, didn't he? Two-year deal? I think he was just traded there on his current contract. Current contract. I think, I think he's up for, I think he's up for an extension yeah. here. But I do like signing Max Struess. I feel like, as I said, coming over from uh, Miami, he was a glue guy there. He played defense. He shot well. He attacked the basket. He just was that player that every team needs. Uh, coming off the bench or starting on that wing position to help with those uh, um, star players. Um, and they also jo- jo- uh, signed sorry, our uh, favorite PE teacher, um, Mr. Really George Niang. He really does. Like um, where, If you haven't, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't checked it out, look up his media day photo. It is absolutely glorious. It is almost as good, I reckon, as Jimmy Buckets. Yeah, look, it's a close second. No one's going to top Jimmy. Emo Jimmy was just amazing this year. But look, but it's, it's another team with a really good developing young core in Darius Gar- Garland. Evan and he, he turned up and they, they got rid of Sexton. Yeah, he, exactly. As soon right. as Garland started playing well, they were like, we don't need Sexton exactly. anymore. See you later. So Evan Mobley, one of those uh, talents, like generational talents, I'd say. Like, he's, he's very much like um, can spread the floor. Um, his strength is getting better. I feel like he's got a bit more strength than, say, your Chet Holgrams and your Wembys and that sort of stuff, so he can bang around in the post. Um, and Jared Allen is a legit old-school center that seems to work in the NBA these days. And has the best afro in the league. Easily the best afro. Easily. And rocks up to All-Star Game in sweatpants. Yeah, which is a legend. Look, I'm, I think I'm probably a bit higher on Cleveland than you are. Yes. Um, I think... I think they're going to push top five or six in the East. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm not I'm not hating on on ninth for Cleveland, but again, if if you're right and, the, and Donovan's not real thrilled, that that could go belly up real fast. So again, it's another one of those teams, a bit like the Clippers, where it's going to be a little bit of just a wait and see to to see what happens. And speaking of teams, it's going to be a, a wait and see approach. I think that's our next team on the list. Next the team, Philadelphia Seventy Sixers, like. Oof, a number eight. What a couple of seasons you've had in Philadelphia. They just they can't seem to just hold it together. They really can't. And now they've hardened fought his way there, and now he wants to fight his way out. Is it just dollars? 
Is this all we're talking about with James Harden? Was it? I feel like it's just his mental health. Like, was he? Was he? Pro- yeah, he, when he comes out saying Daryl Moore is a liar and, and carrying on in China, like, did he? Was he promised a big contract and then they changed their mind because they've gone, you're 35 years old and you struggle to stay in shape and you're not the player that you used to be because you look at his performances in the playoff, a couple of legit standout performances, but other games, he just went missing. We could we could speak all night about James Harden, and so I'm just going to say one thing and I'm going to leave it there, which is he is going to force his way out of the league yeah he'll end up in China and nobody will want to sign him <laughs> no. if he continues the way he's going Agreed. he needs to either buck up and stick with 76ers and show that he is legitimate top 15 player in the league I'm not going to put him in the top 10 no, agreed and look I think I think that's enough said on James Harden for now but when you've got the reigning MVP You've got a fantastic oh, such a skill set, Joel, Joel it's, Embiid. It's crazy, and you've got a fantastic coach, championship winning coach in Nick Nurse, in Nick and Nurse. you're now pairing him with a, a just a jet of a young guard in Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, even without Harden, they're going to win games, and they're going to they're going to push teams. Yeah, they, they might not be contending for a championship, but they're they're right up there behind like Milwaukee and Boston. And you need you need to ride Embiid's coattails while he's oh, at this level. And look at, at this point, you know, you look at what he's had to deal with. You know, there was the Ben Simmons saga, there was Doc Rivers getting fired, now you've had Harden come in and now one out and it must be getting tiring for him too. So I think at this point, as an organization, you're almost going to him and be like, What do you what what, what, what can do we want? do for you? Because what do you, want? you like you said, you know, yeah, you gotta ride his coattails, but he's gotta stay healthy. He's a big dude. You know, he he's he had some niggles at the end of last season into the playoffs. Like does he need some some big, like some help behind him to give him a bit more? Uh, so to, just so they can spell him a little bit, give him some breaks here and there. Do they have to sit him sometimes on the back of back-to-back games? Yeah, Tyrese Maxey's going to be legit for them, and I think Tyre, uh, Tobias Harris having a more expanded role, like he used to, is is really going to help. Yeah, Tobias Harris just needs to to get back to playing his best basketball because there was a couple of seasons ago where he was considered. A, a one-two punch with Embiid. He really was, and, and that was at the time when they had Jimmy buckets, and they, yeah. they let him go because they're like, "Nope, we're going to put our uh, we're going to put our faith in, but he in just, Harris." He so just disappeared last year. Did his disappearing it, act? But I, th- I I don't even know if it was necessarily that. I think it was just his roller trunk. When you've got Embiid, you got Harden, you got Maxi mm. developing. Th- there's only one ball on the court. Yeah, you know, you can't expect him to have. 30 and 12 every night because there's just not enough shots to go around but if he can play rugged defense if he can hit the glass on both ends and just be you know be a defensive presence he'll still give you 12 and 12 a night yeah all right coming in at number seven we have my team that i've been going for since uh 1994 the uh new york knickerbockers oh number seven i don't know ESPN, you're getting my hopes up here, mate. Dude, they like, were good last year. They were, they were good. Jalen Brunson was probably the best I, signing of last 100%. season. I, when we signed Brunson, I was a bit like, yeah, another bad decision for our front office. Here we go. But he changed my mind. And now I'm a bit like, all right, here we go. Here we go. All right. But, so we'll, we'll get um, you a Brunson jersey for Christmas. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, we got you. All right, but... RJ Barrett keeps on getting better every year. Yep. They put faith in him um, just to keep developing. They've given him time. Um, which is, and he needs which to step is important up. He needs for the to be, He needs to be 20-point 20, 20 a game, 
He does. Small forward shooting guard. For he us. does. Yeah, the, the the Knicks haven't had a, a good shooting guard since the Trust Prewell. Prove me Small wrong. forward. Prove, eh, I like it. Alan Houston. Yeah, but I was thinking more mellow. But you know, like oh. Spreewell was just one of my favorite players yeah. as a kid. Um, I think that the fact that they've shown some faith in Barrett and they're letting him develop is a show, is showing yeah. that the organization is changing. Yeah, because there's been other times where you guys have had good young players. Porzingis comes to mind where they've just been pushed out the door pretty quickly. So I think the fact that your Thibs... Pretty sure you get pushed out for another reason. Yeah, look. Yeah, anyway. That, that, again, that's a whole podcast yeah. in itself. But with your Thibs, Thibs there, who's doing a great job coaching, he seems to have mellowed a little bit. He's not as harsh yeah. as he used to be. He's putting a bit more faith in his young players, in Barrett, in Quigley, uh, in Mitch Robinson, and letting them develop. But I also think that last season, you guys got the steal of the, the trade deadline in Josh Hart. And I was about to say that. I was about to say... Um, second half last year he came in and changed that second lineup for us 100% like he's just one of those gritty players that comes in and will is is a, is a Tibbs player he is 100% a Tibbs player plays solid defense and will we'll do it all for you does a bit of everything um, and he, again he was great for the US in the Super tournament picked up uh, DiVincenzo mm-hmm. over the uh, over the break as well which um, t- with his former Villanova teammate in Brunson and Josh Hart. And Josh Hart. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And, uh, yeah. But I think that that was really the only move they made. So they're, they're really showing a lot of faith in the team as it's constructed. You got Julius Randle, who was, uh, I think, was, was he an all-star last season? Season before? Again, he's, he's a little bit hot and cold, but when he's on, he, he you know, big yeah. lefty, he's hard, to, he's hard to slow down. And I'd like to see him, like, I... I'm not a massive fan of no, Randall. We've, we've had this conversation um, many times. We've had time. this conversation before, but it's because he puts up bad shots in clunch time where he it's not his strength, strong suit. That's, he puts up shots that he shouldn't be shooting because yeah. he feels like he needs to. But I think last season, having Brunson in there to run it absolutely helped Julius Randle improve his game. Agreed. Absolutely um, agreed. But... In the NBA rankings, the player rankings, we had five in the top hundred, which which is it's just pretty big. Yeah, you got six. Actually, six. Oh, Mitch, Mitch, Robert, Mitch, Mitch Robinson sneaks in at hundred. Sneaks in at hundred. But yeah, again, you get some more de- more consistent development out of Barrett and Quigley, pay, putting them with Brunson, Randall. Like, they're a good team. They, oh, they, they're gonna. I put, I put Quigley up there with like your Terrence Mann. Absolutely, they're gonna um, push a lot of teams, and they're gonna Bones win a lot of games. Island, all those type of players. Quigley's just along there with them. Uh, give him a couple of years and he'll be uh, a flat-out um, legitimate baller in the NBA. Knicks should be top four in the East. Top four in the East. Top four in the East. Well, winning winning 55 games, top four in the East. Look, I'm, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll, I'll go go with what you're saying because um, it's been a rough road as a Knicks supporter, but... But, but we'll, I, it's it's looks like it's turning the corner. Looks like it's turning the corner. And we'll keep our uh, standing coffee bets on the Knicks-Hawks games. Yeah, I think I owe you one from the other day. Yeah, you do. All right. Golden State Warriors. I think the only... Like, there's no argument. This is a championship team. They've been a championship squad for a very long time. You've got, again, one of the best coaches in the game in Steve Kerr. You've got one of the best players in the game still in Steph Curry and arguably the best shooter of all time. If Not they arguably. Can... He is. Look, people love to, love to debate these things. Steph's legit. I think that... Trading out Jordan Poole to bring in CP while you're looking and go, okay, he's aging. What's his role going to be? That's that's no big deal. But 
trading out Paul gives some financial flexibility moving forward. And I think, obviously, with what happened between Paul and Draymond Green last season, there, there was issues all year long. They just never quite gelled. So the only question mark or the question marks I have over the Warriors is age and, and staying healthy and staying on the court. We've already seen Draymond's out for the beginning of the season with a turned ankle. You know, we all know that Chris Paul tears a calf in the playoffs. That's just what happens, so you, you can't rely on him. But it's also just going to be, are they big enough? With with Looney being their big, big. like And yeah. Looney will need to play big minutes big against, minutes against a lot teams. of teams yep. because a lot of teams are up getting decent big fellas. Yeah, exactly right. The Warriors aren't going to be able to play small ball anymore. Not consistently like they have. Like Even if you look against how... Even some of the guys that are coming in, like Wemby and Holgram, they can shoot over Draymond. They've got the size and the length to do that. You know, if you're trying to battle Draymond against an Embiid, there's only so much he can do because of his size. He's got the strength and he's a tenacious defender. But you know, hopefully, for the Warriors' sake, Clay and Draymond can find their three-point stroke again this season. I'd, I'd like to see a resurgence in Clay Thompson. I think he's due. He's, he's just got to show that you know the Clay that can come out and drop 30 points in a quarter is still there. Um, and, and his and it, defense I feel like in the last couple of seasons he hasn't been a reliable defender yeah, like he used to injuries will do that too like and a knee and an Achilles will slow you down but yeah he's looking good and I think people forget too that Wiggins missed a big chunk of last season with some personal issues so I think that getting him back again fully integrated happy healthy balling out he was their second best player behind Steph when they won the ring two Former seasons ago all-star. yeah 100% so yeah let's be honest Losing Iguodala to retirement, that hurts them because Iggy was just Iggy. But, you know. Did he actually get on the court from oh, last year? He might have played 15 minutes for the season, but you know, he's just another favourite of mine. Loved watching him play. Probably the most talked about team in all time history of the NBA is the Los Angeles. It's the Lakers. purple and gold. Man. It it's is the, the purple, purple and gold. gold. Like, you just, you just have to love it. You do. And look, I think they did an amazing job last trade deadline in retooling effectively half the roster if not more and they 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 pushed Denver in in the Western Conference Finals I don't think many teams would have picked them to get to the Western Conference Finals again you're looking at this and going what's Anthony Davis going to bring they've got some help now behind them they've signed Christian Wood Um, they brought in Jackson Hayes so they've got some big men so that Anthony doesn't have to play the five because he always says he wants to play the four but they're the they're at their best when he's playing the five and you can have like Rui at the four and LeBron at the three but is and he going to be 100% engaged, 100% committed, and 100% healthy? That's going to be the big question. When questions. he is healthy, he is one of the best in the league. Agreed. I he put is, him absolutely. in the top probably six to eight players yep. in the NBA Yep. when he is healthy. 100% There was a stretch last year where he was healthy for a good 10 games of the season. And he dominated. Dominated. Averaged over 20, and I think it was like 15 rebounds a yep. game. And was absolute beast, and then back injury or yeah, leg or something. something. Was, There's always something. There's always something. Now, I think the Lakers are going to be better this season because you've got Darpenham coming into his second season. You've got a lot more depth this season. Like they've brought back Austin Reeves, DeAndre Russell, Rui Hachimura, which they had to. I think Rui Hachimura was a fantastic acquisition for them last season. And I, th- I think his role is going to uh, improve a bit more this year as well. As the um, last year coming in halfway through the year. He had to earn his minutes um, and that sort of stuff. Obviously playing behind LeBron um, and that where they might actually be able to play him with LeBron as well. He Maybe played small, fantastic small in the playoffs ball. too. So he did. yeah, you're right. There's a lot to go there. Um, but bringing, you know, they've 
They've stacked the bench. They've brought back Vandergoot. They've added Tareen Prince. They've added Cam Reddish. Like we just mentioned, Cam, um, Jackson Hayes and, and Christian Wood. Like they're a very deep team now. It might take them a little minute to just find their rhythm. But if LeBron just does LeBron things and AD can stay healthy, again, there's no reason why they're not top two or three in the West. Yeah. And Austin Reeves, not sure his ceiling is is much higher than what he's playing at the moment, but he he's a legit baller and he will he's that glue guy. He is that glue guy for them and he'll play defense. He'll score 15 points a game. He'll give you that six rebounds and six assists, a couple of steals, maybe a block, um, and just does the right play at the right time. He, look, he moves his feet in defense, and if he can just hit that three ball consistently, like that's going to open up lanes for D'Lo. It's going to open up lanes for LeBron. And D'Lo, second time around with the Lakers. Uh, I don't hate that. Matured. Yeah. I feel like he's matured yeah. as a player. I feel like... When he was first there, he thought he was the best and yeah. used to put up a lot of crap shots. Yeah. And look, he's, he's still going to take those, you know, what we'd say, you know, bad shots, but he's taking less of them and he's usually only taking them it's deep in the shot clock. And at that point, you, you, you let him go. But again, he's a streaky shooter. If he gets going, you, you feed the hot hand and, and D'Lo's one of those guys who can put points on the board real fast. But number five on the list, you've got LeBron. You're probably going to be up there. Twenty like first season Absolutely. doesn't look like slowing down. You've got to, you've got to put a team with LeBron up there. They they're going to contend. They're going to push the playoffs. The, there's no other other if buts or maybes about it. If look if the Lakers stay healthy, the the purple and gold are going back to the conference finals. Yeah. Who else have we got coming out? The Phoenix Suns. This is this is another unicorn team for me. When when you've got so much talent. Because they do. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Chris Paul. Chris Paul. They traded out Chris Paul for Bradley Beal. And you've got D-Book. Like, that's a lot of offensive firepower. Do they have enough defense? Maybe that's the question. But that trade for Aiton made their summer. Is it going to be the old school sons just run and gun, yeah, mate? 100%. Just pull the trigger. Absolutely it will be. But to be able to trade out Aiton, who didn't you know appear like he wanted to be there, to bring in... Yusuf Nurkic, who will play his role and play it very well. He'll rebound, he'll he's, he'll defend, and he'll he'll get a few points for you here and there. You know, you're ten and ten, double double a night. You're not going to run a play for Nurkic. No, you're not. But he'll he'll be the garbage man. You know, he'll get some O-boards and pullbacks and, and whatnot. Or you know, he might get a deep seal or something like that in a, in a switch, and he can do that. But they added some they added some depth, which was where they were really going to struggle once they'd signed Beal because they just didn't have any flexibility. So to move Aiden in a manner that they did to bring back that depth. In, in Grayson Allen, they signed um, Eubanks, Drew Eubanks. Um, they signed Eric Gordon to, to low deals, but bringing in that extra bit of shooting and extra bit of depth really made their summer. For, for Grayson Allen being the dirtiest college player ever at Duke, I actually think he has found a role for himself in the NBA and is actually playing decent ball. I loved Grayson Allen on the Bucks. I don't know what it is, but him playing alongside Giannis, he did what he needed to do. He did and, it well. And did it well. And now has found a spot in the NBA and I reckon is going to be around for a while doing it. Oh, look, absolutely agree with you. And, and look, while we're talking about Duke, just a quick shout out to JJ Reddick, who's one of my favorite podcasters to listen to. So he uh, he can't go a podcast out without mentioning that he played at Duke. Uh-huh. Um, but losing Monty Williams, solid, solid coach. Yeah, bringing in Vogel, who's got championship pedigree. But again... Look, these guys could coach themselves. They're that good. Yeah. But it's just going to be 
how they are able to to share the ball. Ooh. And you know, is it going to be... You know, D-Book, I think, is an underrated playmaker. I think he can do that. So, yes, whilst they don't have a traditional point guard, I don't think it's really going to matter. No. Um, you, can you, even, know, you can run... Uh, KD at the point. Absolutely. I was going to say exactly that. Like, point yeah, forward. In years gone by, you've seen players like LeBron will run the point, Draymond Green will run the point, Kevin Durant will run the point. Like, You don't have to have a traditional point guard. It's just going to come down to, yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be run and gun. Um, it's, it's just going to be, can these guys all stay healthy and stay on the court? That's too? what I was about to say. I was like, can they all play together? You'd hope because so. Because Booker's... As for the being the youngest out of the three, I believe he is the youngest out of three. Maybe Bill and him are about the same. They have had their own injury problems. Yeah. And KD we all has, about KD. has had inconsistent years now since, what, 2018? And I think since... Uh, look, blowing out your Achilles is a huge injury to come back from. But, you know, again, th- there's not many too many players in this league that can slow him down. So, again, one of the, the best shooters there is. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I think if they can gel, then uh, then they'll be fine. And uh, before we get into the top three, I'd just like to give a shout-out to those that are still listening. I know this is a bit of a long podcast. It's our first one. Uh, so, we thought we'd just go a bit longer for this one. We're going into the uh, the second hour. So, let's, uh, let's get into the top three. We'll speed through. We're just finding our rhythm, so bear with us. So, number three, the Boston Celtics. Fair call. Number three is a fair call. Yeah. When Jason Tatum, legit star. No argument. Legit star. Jalen Brown, great one-two punch. The biggest contract in the NBA. Fully deserved, but yeah, it's a great one-two punch right there. You add in Drew Holiday coming across in multiple trades from the Bucks. Fantastic pickup. Fantastic pickup. He can run the, a team. He's that gritty point guard that can, again, just do a bit of everything. If, if one of the other boys is out for the night, he can give you 25 and points. And when, when they lost Smart yeah. to the Grizz, I was like, oh, that's going to hurt them on their defensive end. To get Drew Holiday in, that's just going to reassure their defense. He's going to be that general out there. He can legitimately guard one through four. and uh, And then... Yeah, add in the unicorn, KP, coming yep. off arguably, I believe, his best season at the Wizards. No argument here, absolutely was. Which I think comes down to his health. Yeah. He was healthy the majority of last year for the Wizards and put up some decent numbers. And I feel like going to such a storied franchise in the Boston Celtics is, is only going to enhance that. He's going to want to turn up and ball out every single mm-hmm. night. Like putting on that green jersey... You know, with so many legends that have played there in the past, you you want to put your best foot forward every night. So I think that, I agree with you, I think losing Smart initially looked like a, whoa, what are they doing kind of moment. But the way it worked out that they were able to acquire Drew Holiday is is phenomenal. The Again, the, the question mark might be, do they have enough bench depth? Um, are they going to rely on their stars and their starters a bit too much? Well, these are young guys that have paid a lot of money to play hoop, like, you know, you kind of just let them go. But at the same time, people are going to want to play for Boston. Yeah. So you start looking at when you're getting towards the buyout market and those sorts of things, players are going to want to go there. Look, I can't back for Boston, but I do believe though they, they, it is make the NBA finals a bust for them at this stage. Like Tatum has that mamba mentality and he every time he loses, he just comes back better and better. And he will carry them 
through the East. Look, Tatum's, I think it's the end of this season, could be in the next season, is up for an extension, which will be the biggest extension in NBA history. It will history. be the biggest it, ever. It's, it's his opportunity to now to show that he's worth every cent. Yeah. Because we're talking, you know, 330 plus million dollars here. Shout out to Peyton Pritchard, the, yeah. the little white guy. Yeah. Coming off their bench, legit baller. Yeah, he can he can flat out shoot. They they like him a lot. You still got Al Horford there, which adds some some veteran presence off the bench too. How old is so. Horford now? Are you like forty? Nah, nah, like thirty nine. No, he's probably about 36, 37, yeah, something like that. Mid, but thirties. But again, he can, he he plays his role and he plays it really well. So yeah. they're if if they're not top of the top of the East, they're they're, they're top two right there with Milwaukee for sure. All right, top two. Top two. There's, if you've been listening in and you've been following and marking off for how many teams are left, you'll know who we're talking about at one and two. So at coming at number two in ESPN's uh, 30 ranking of the 23-24 season is the Milwaukee Bucks. What an off-season they had when, when you can bring in one of the best shooters and scorers playing and one of the best rappers in the league. <laughs> like... The best rapper. Yeah, let's be honest. Dame Dollar. Everyone loves it. Look, that that's a phenomenal offseason to to pair him with Giannis. And I said this to you the other day. Lillard brings what they have been missing in the past. Like, love Giannis. He, I rank him either first or second best player in the NBA at the moment. But they just did not have a legit finisher. Dame certainly brings that Dame, up. I was at the Dame gym on the treadmill when Dame you messaged time. me that, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, you know, they they got a great team in in Chris Middleton, Brook Lopez, Bobby Portis. You got these guys, and you had Drew Holiday as their starting point. And, yeah, and but that's, they didn't have that. That's finisher. not downplaying Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is a legit player in the NBA, and ran the team very well, but they didn't have a shooter finisher. Look in this league, you need. A player that can shoot the ball consistently from just inside the halfway line, basically. Oh, hit, it's, hit, it's come to, hit shoot it from the other key, it's, and it's probably going. It's come to that point where having having a Lillard who is you know look at the moment what probably top fifteen player in the league. You know, you can make an argument for top ten. He, he's small. His defense isn't as good as Drew's, but what he brings, you, you know, you bring in that added offense. Well, that can probably account for any points that the other team are going to score at the other end. And hopefully, hopefully Giannis can stay fit. He's just signed a, a big extension to stay in Milwaukee, and, and and they're going to do some good things together. But you you know you don't want to be relying too much on Giannis and Brook Lopez and Bobby Portis to be doing too much, like having to defend too hard. I I don't like them losing Grayson Allen. As I said before, I feel like he played a legitimate role for them, especially on the defensive end last year. Um, Chris Middleton. Needs to get back to all star. He just health. needs to get healthy. He just all star health and put up numbers for him again. Like, yep. streaky shooter, but if if he's on, it like it changes the game for them. I think it, it's almost one of those situations now where you can look at it in hindsight and go, maybe if they just re-signed Joe Ingles, uh-huh. just because like you know slow mo Joe, but he was that shooting like that th- that deep shooting threat. Are Shout they, out to Joe at my, uh, the Magic. We've got to, yeah, to mention him before. That. Look, there's probably a couple of Aussies we've missed on our list that we meant to talk about, but hey, we get carried away. It's what we do. Um, but again, you say, like you said, Grayson Allen, he he had a role there. He was doing it really well, and part of his role was shooting. You know, 
Joe came off the bench, he could fill that role. Well, now Joe's in Orlando. Mm. You know, are they going to have enough coming off the bench? Time will tell. Well, Brooke Lopez is legit three shooter now. Brooke it, Lopez it is his, seven foot two and doesn't rebound. It pains me to say that he is a legit shooter these days. Love Bobby Portis off the bench room as well. Yeah. That intensity is big. Like his eyes stick out of his head, man. <laughs> like the his full intense, hundred percent of the time he's on that court. But it's what they need for that second unit. Agreed. Agreed. Um, first time head coach Adrian Griffin. Will be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I think you know, again might have been a bit hard on Bud to get removed after after last season. Like it wasn't that long ago that they won a ring, but it might have just been time for a fresh voice in the locker room. Yeah. Um, so again, it, it, there's going to be a little bit of growing pains early on, perhaps. But you know, question to you, Foss, without notice, who's going to win the East? Whoa. it's a tough one yeah absolutely it is but we've just come down to top it's, know, to it's two, out, two, two and three and you got it's Milwaukee out of them. it's out of them, Milwaukee and, and Boston uh, and, Boston. and what, are you, what are you taking with uh, with the addition of Lillard I'm going to have to say that because they got that closer alright well I'm just going to go Boston then just because I can but also I think with Boston I think they might just have the depth that, that Milwaukee doesn't quite have and you never know they they might realise that and towards the trade deadline start moving but, a couple of pieces. Let's see what happens at the deadline and, and buy out markets and, and see yeah, maybe Melo comes out of retirement. All right. So last up at number one, the reigning world champions. And you can't argue it. It's the Denver Nuggets. They've got the best player on the planet, arguably, in Nikola Jokic. You've got Jamal Murray, who's had a horror run with injuries but last season he showed what he can do especially in the playoffs absolutely he was he was a jet you know they've got Michael Porter Jr who's you know, had back surgery struggled early on but's really finding his feet and finding Once his again, role if, if he stays healthy man like, health is a big thing legit and third third option for absolutely him. and then you've got you know I think we said this just the other day as well that Aaron Gordon moving from Orlando to Denver was the best thing for his career. Not only has it allowed him to grow some legitimate dreadlocks, he has really found a niche there where he can be that rugged defender. He's a 3 and D guy now, basically, but he also just dunks the heck out of it too. So he's athletic, he's long, and he plays hard. So I think if you can get some consistency out of Porter Jr., and that continued development that you're getting out of Aaron Gordon, plus the improvement with Braun off the bench, you can cover... Who for they the, legitimately love. They, they do. They rate him really highly, and, and fair enough too, from what I've seen. Reggie Jackson back playing good ball. Yeah, look, we'll see what he can and do. He's and a I solid said to backup, this but... after, after they, uh, they won it last year, and I'm like, if they can hold on to that core, they're going to le- be legitimate like contenders again. Yeah, like losing Bruce Brown to Indy, yeah, it would have, look. They would have obviously preferred to have kept him, but I think if you can get some development elsewhere, you can cover for that. And father time, Jeff Green still playing One decent of, ball. Look, the best thing about Jeff Green is probably his high top. But again, he he, he knows he, he knows how to play in this league. He knows his role. He does it well. Um, yeah, there's some more development out of their young kids. Um, but again, it's a team that has a winning culture, they have a really good coach in Michael Malone, people are going to want to play there. So again, it's another one of those teams that, you know, you look at the buyout market coming towards and, and the deadline. It's going to be interesting to see if they can get maybe just that 
that little bit more depth on the bench that they might need. But I think when you've got arguably the best one-two punch in the league in Jokic and Murray, they're, they're going to win a lot of games. They, they are. like This is a 60-win team, in my opinion. Like, Jokic has just turned 28. And he has, Which is ridiculous to think about. And he has one less triple-double than LeBron. He is just... As a centre, he has more triple-doubles than every other centre that's ever played in the NBA, oh, ever. Uh, you look at his stats from the playoffs last season. He was averaging more assists than Magic Johnson. He was shooting a better three-point clip than Steph. He was shooting a better sh- true shooting percentage than KD. And I think, I think it was more rebounds than Timmy Duncan. Like those numbers are just ridiculous for a guy out of Serbia who kind of just looks big and gumby and slow on the court. He's got great feet. He's got great basketball IQ. Skills, skills His man. skills are just, his passing skills for a big man. Like he's a walking triple double every night. He's great to watch. He's just, he's just a good basketball mind, good basketball player. The, the thing that stands out for me when we're looking at the best players in the league, Jokic doesn't bitch too much. Like, if he gets hit, he might tell the ref, but he's not carrying off. You're not seeing him, you know, you rarely do you see him get tossed out of a game or anything like that. Like, he's pretty level-headed. He doesn't does celebrate. He, no, he just does his thing. Like, you know, he wins the championship. He's like, cool, season's done. Like, I can go home to my horses now. Like, He literally rocks up to every game in, like, a jumper and jeans. Yeah, he's, he's not... Doesn't care. He's not there to make a fashion statement like Kyle Kuzma. He's just there. Oh, to... God, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> that is a whole other. You've just opened a can of worms. Yeah, we'll get back to that one. But look, I, I think rightfully so, Denver are number one on the list. They deserve to yep. be there. They're there till they're not the champions no more. No, top, top, probably five. I, I think the uh, ESPN's got it pretty right. Absolutely, I think there's a few other ones. Again, we can make arguments for plus or minus positions where they are. But I put put you on the spot now, though. But uh, can Denver make it past the Lakers and the Suns? Yeah, look, I think so. I think that, I think Jokic is, again, all of this that we've said today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this, is health dependent. Like if the teams can stay healthy and you're not having any long-term injuries and, and those sorts of things, I think the the Lakers, the Suns, these guys, teams in the West, they, they're going to struggle to slow down Jokic and Murray. Um, I think they're just going to have too many weapons at this point. So if they can stay stay healthy and, and everyone can stay fit and stay on the court, they're, they're my pick to come out of the West. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking by us. Uh, that's uh, all 30 teams in the ESPN's rankings that they released throughout the year. Well, I think, uh, as Foss said, that, that was a, a bit of a longer one than what we'd hoped to do. Um, we're just sort of figuring this out as we go. So stick with us. Uh, the next ones will be, be definitely be a bit shorter and uh, we'd be really interested to see your feedback and, and if there's things you want us to talk about, just reach out and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, and you can uh, find us on Instagram, Buckets and Beards, NBA podcast, look us up. Uh, drop us a line, anything we've talked about tonight, uh, make sure uh, that you drop us a line and uh, we can discuss it on one of our next podcasts. Uh, signing off, Foss. And this is George, It's uh, it's been fun.